HullSafe is the premier roadside assistance program for the traveling or competitive stockman. Guys, we just got roadside assistance in the livestock industry. Did you just, did you just hear me? Haul safe. Even when you're not traveling with livestock, this can still be your main roadside assistance as well. Your, your membership includes, if you were to get one, up to 100 miles towing for your vehicle and livestock trailer. Tire service, including dual-wheeled trailers, lockout service, jump starts and battery service, winch outs. I know you guys get stuck in ditches, okay? You, you need a winch, all right? Fuel, oil, and water delivery, just in case the apocalypse comes and you need all three at the same time. Discounts on travel, barn, and apparel products. They have a lot of partnerships with companies that you love already. Listen here, guys. If you support the podcast, if you support me, if you support all the other podcasts, go to hallsafe.com backslash the dash show backslash. Here's what you're going to get. Sign up for a year's membership. You're going to get your 13th month free. Guys, this deal is incredible. Go there. Look at their prices. Their starting prices are under $200 for a year membership. Go to hallsafe.com slash the dash show slash and then you'll get a 13th month free when you sign up for a year membership. Hallsafe.com roadside assistance for the modern stockman. This is the show with Cannon Brown. But I see like your generation and you're able to just so, do so many cool things. They're making new jackpots for you guys. They're, they're doing a rock show at the final drive at jackpot shows now. I mean, do you, do you remember a time when shows weren't fun? That's my question. <laughs> uh, I can tell you one show that wasn't fun. That would what be is uh, it? the 2020 OYE. That last few minutes might have been a little confusing. You'd like to know who I was talking to, wouldn't you? What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Cannon Brown. Doing things a little different this week. I'm bringing on a current livestock showman, and one that I've known since he was... uh, He he had to have been like 10 years old when I first met this kid, guys. Carson Osborne. uh, If you show hogs around the country, you've seen this kid's face. You've seen his family. Um, If you don't show anything else, you've probably seen him on Instagram or Facebook. I mean, uh, he is... He's a heck of a showman. Uh, he's been showing hogs since he was two years old. He he has a very long and illustrious career in this show industry. His dad's an ag teacher. I've met his dad a couple times. Fantastic guy. His mom is an incredible support at the shows. Um, I wish I was still going to these NJSA shows so I could keep in touch with the kids that I met was when I was on the junior board. Um, we kind of serve for that two-year term, and you you get to travel to a bunch of different shows, and you create relationships with all these people around the country, and then your two-year term is done, and if you're not like raising hogs or, or jocking any, you, you kind of just go about your life and finish school or get a job, and um, I'm sure one day I'll get back to those NJSA shows and meet everyone again. But gosh dang, I wish I could just keep going to those. I might. 
I might. I, I just have to figure out how to monetize it. You guys want to pay me to go to NJSA shows and vlog about it? I'll do it. Just let me know, uh, and and then we'll get a prepaid deal going on so that I can just do this. But Carson is an incredible guy, incredible young man. Um, I, I'm excited for his future. He wants to judge uh, in junior college and in senior college. Coaches, if you're listening, he's a worker. And he's been judging livestock since he was like six years old. So it, you can't really go wrong there. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, maybe he's not coachable. Maybe he's not, okay? I don't know Carson in terms of livestock judging. But he's got experience, all right? Carson, if you're listening to this, which you probably are, be coachable in junior college, okay? Don't don't think you go in there and know everything because you've been doing it forever. I did that. It, it doesn't really – it doesn't work out. I, I – you need to you need to be able to listen and learn from these guys that have gone into junior college contests for 10 15 years. So all right. I don't know why I got into that. You, you, these intros get too long sometimes. I, I need to cut them down. Anyways, hey, go to hallsafe.com backslash the dash show backslash. They're giving you roadside assistance for livestock trailers and your truck. It's it's literally roadside assistance for whatever you need. And it's specifically for Livestock Showman. You'll get your 13th month free if you sign up for your membership. Your membership is under 200 bucks. Go check it out. Anyways, that's enough of me talking. Let's do it. Mr. Carson Osborne. You're safer here than any place else. Now just lock yourself in and keep quiet. Well, good. You're, you're, you're a long listener then. If you listen to a couple of them, you yeah. listen to all of them. <laughs> so what got you into it i know your dad's pretty heavily involved with you at the shows i know i've seen your mom at the shows getting involved did your parents show livestock uh my mom did not show uh dad showed growing up uh not really i guess not really competitively uh mainly just showed at his county uh never went to oye but he is an ag teacher, so ever since I've been around, I've been around it. Uh, but he was—he had a bunch of bunch of students that showed hogs. Uh, uh, the school that he was at when I was born, uh, Weber's Falls, and so that's what I started showing hogs when I was two, and haven't stopped since. Gosh dang! An ag teacher is a dad. That's. That's um that's a lot growing up, I've got to assume. Yeah, it can I don't know, sometimes it's nice, sometimes it's not. Cuz uh yeah, I mean, he's not always home. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to have its pros and cons. I mean, he's got the knowledge for you though. That's good. Yes. So how long has he been teaching ag? Uh he started in 99. Oh, okay. Is when he started. So, so before you were born. Yep. Yeah, growing up with an ag teacher as a dad, kind of raises, it had some show pigs at the school, so you get into it. Now, now what's your mom think, being from a background kind of not in it? Was she just gung-ho already because he was an ag teacher, or did she need a little bit of encouragement? Uh, I mean, she was fine with it because uh, dating my dad for so long, and then they got married in 98. So uh, she'd been around it for, for a long time at that point. She actually, uh, she grew up just playing sports. I know she played basketball. Uh, she was on their school's uh, golf team 
Uh, they were state runner-ups, but she never was an ag, never in 4-H, FFA, anything. Had no involvement in it. Uh, hmm. Her side, I mean, my grandparents or her parents, uh, they still live in live in the town. Uh, they're in Salisaw. She was fine with it. Yeah. Well, that's good. So, so what I'm getting at is you grew up showing pigs around some supportive parents. Exactly. Yeah. Well, obviously, I mean, if you guys are traveling – to expo and louisville and um southwest and and all those shows um you got to have some supportive supportive parents behind you to help run that deal yeah i uh i got i got blessed in that in that category of it they uh they support me in anything that i want to do on these things so do you, do you do anything else besides show hogs do you play any sports uh i do not play sports i played soccer when i was little uh, but here in Oklahoma, you can start showing to OYE when you're nine. And so when I was eight, I told my parents that this will be my last season playing soccer. And that was it. I retired from soccer at the age of eight. That way I could show more pigs. I started showing goats in 2020. Uh, I had two headed, two does. And then I got three more does this year for OYE that we've been showing lately. Hmm. Do you like the goats? I do. It's it's very different because when you've been when you've been showing hogs for fourteen years and that's all you've been doing, it's nice to get kind of a, a change into it and have something else to play with and mess with. Yeah, I I tried out goats for a year. I had them for about six months and I sold them. I didn't. I I, I couldn't do it, dude. <laughs> I don't know what it was. We were about four months from the county fair, about a month from entries being due, and I just. I don't know what it was. I didn't have any time to go out there. They kept escaping from the pins, too. Those, those little suckers, they could jump over 10-foot fences if they wanted to, it seemed like. Yeah, well, we one of them last year, uh, That we always had four-foot panels on them things. And then she uh, she figured out that she could jump four-foot panels pretty quick. And then <laughs> uh, we ended up building five-foot panels because at one point she Sometimes. got a leg hung in one of those four-footers. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to adjust. Yeah, they'll they'll try to hang themselves in those deals. Yeah, that's a rough time. So you like the goats a little bit, kind of getting do. into those into your into your latter years of showing. What? How long do you plan on showing for? Do you want to go till you're 21? Do you plan on judging? What are your What's your plans? Uh, I plan on my last show being uh, OYE next year. So there's just a just a little over a year left in the career, but. Uh, yeah, I plan on just moving on to college, uh, going to judge somewhere. Uh, I've been judging at 4-H and FFA contests since I was since I was nine, and then plus on those NJSAs, uh, doing those contests since I was four. So that's what I've kind of wanted to do for a long time: go to competitive JUCO and then move on to a good senior college. Yeah. Now you have your last show mapped out. How? And it's it's going to be OYE. You're going to finish it out in your home turf. Are you excited about that? Is it bittersweet to you yet? I mean, what what are your what are your thoughts on that last show? Uh, I don't think it's really like sat in yet that it's just thirteen months away that uh that that it's all going to be over. Uh, I mean, it's sweet. I not there's not really a sweet part of it, but uh. I mean, I guess it's it's kind of just time to move on with life because at that point it'll be 
uh, uh, 15 years because my last that that OYE I'll still be 17. But mm-hmm. just move on from what I've been doing for the past 15 years. It's going to be a whole lot different. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with my time to not be taking care of 20 pigs to take the expo, Louisville, Hawaii, Tulsa, wherever else we go. Yeah, I'm I'm scared for your parents. What the heck are they going to do? Are yeah, you an only child? Sure. Yes, I am. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So they're going to they're going to have a empty empty nest when you leave. Yeah, it's, they've they've talked about going up to to expo uh after I'm done just to go see people. Oh, I I feel like they should kind of kind of wean it off of them little by little. Yeah, cuz there's cuz it's just going to be I guess if they don't go it's going to be kind of just cold turkey not not seeing the people from Illinois and Indiana and up north that we see every year or twice every summer and then it just goes from seeing them all the time to not seeing them at all. Yeah, yeah, I think your dad and your mom should take some Open guilts up there and show them. You're, I know your dad can stick one. He's watched you do it plenty. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he he can probably he can stick one all right. He showed. He's had to show one or two. He did an adult showmanship this summer at a jackpot in Illinois, and then he had to show in the open show one time because I was doing the judging contest there at Louisville. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he he definitely could stick one. Oh yeah, yeah I. There's something about it. I mean, you see him ringside. I, I, I remember seeing him ringside, and he just – he was in, as intense and as, as focused in on it as you were in the ring showing. So, uh, yeah, I can definitely see him out there getting into it. What's funny is ho- Hogs weren't – he showed – I could be wrong on the number, but I think it was about three Hogs that he showed in high school. It was mainly just – he showed sheep and cattle. Sheep but, and cattle guy, huh? Yeah. But you, with, because he was raising so many hogs at that school, that's why he kind of got into the pigs. Yeah, he kind of, he kind of just had to to learn. I mean, it's kind of a sink or swim deal for him on the hogs. He had to just figure it out, and that way they they could stay competitive. And I guess it worked. Yeah. Well, dude, I your generation, your your generation specifically, I'm very uh, interested in seeing like how they end their career showing because your generation specifically, I kind of came up like my last two years, those were the, that was the beginning of like the really exciting stuff that was about to like modernize in the show industry. That was like my junior and senior year. And I didn't really get a lick of it, but I see like your generation and you're able to just do so many cool things or making new jackpots for you guys. They're, they're doing a rock show at the final drive at jackpot shows now. I mean, do you, do you remember a time when shows weren't fun? That's my question. <laughs> uh, I can tell you one show that wasn't fun. That would what be is uh, it? the 2020 OYE. Oh, no. Wow, that was awful. Oh, my gosh. I re- Okay. That's, yeah, that's fair because I was shut down like halfway through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was I was gonna come to that one. I was gonna drive to Oklahoma, and like the night before, I was just waiting, waiting, waiting to see if it was gonna be shut down. And finally, they they just shut That's, it down. That, that was a bummer. Yeah, anytime our, we were all waiting because anytime uh, uh, Governor Stitt, our governor, anytime he would have a press conference, 
there in the hog ring, we've got a projector that we put the uh, the top five from each class on from the previous class. And it also mm. says like what's what's back there in the sift ring and what's in the big ring, and and it pops up sponsors. But they would they would like just still have pigs driving there in the ring on the guilt show. But they would put his press conference up there on the screen and playing it through the speaker. So anytime you heard his voice when you're in the barn, you'd run up there to the ring. That way you could figure out what's what's next for us. Because we all knew it was gonna happen. It was just when it was gonna happen. Yeah, can I get can I get my guilt in the ring before they close it down? Let my class yeah. go in really quick. Yeah. We did end up finishing the guilt show. It was the bear show is what got cut off. Mm, the bear show, yeah. Because the way uh, we'll have the guilt show and like my barras are still at home. And so we'll finish the guilt show, turn around, go back to the house. And then the next day, go back to Oklahoma city with the barras. And so uh, we, I mean, we finished the guilt show. They announced that we're going to have a schedule change to shorten it all up and then uh, get back there to Oklahoma city. We just finished, finished setting up pins and we're about to go eat. And then that's when Oklahoma City Mayor actually undercut the governor and said that all city-owned facilities will be shut down no matter what. And so we actually, this is before OYE announced it, we Googled it, who owns the fairgrounds. It was the city of Oklahoma City. And so then at that point, well, I mean, we knew that we were done. And then about 10 minutes later, Tyler Norvell, the the guy that's over OYE, gets on the gets on the PA system and tells us all that it's over. God, after, that's rough. After we just finished unloading Barris. Of course. Yeah, that was a weird year. That was um that was extraordinary how quickly everything changed. And then and then you had virtual shows pop up everywhere. I mean, that was that was a wild time. Yeah, I actually I didn't actually get in on any of the virtual shows. I'd sit there and watch them on Walton. But I never, uh, never got in, never entered any of them. They were interesting. They're, I mean, it's it's different. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I mean, it, it could. Uh, it's very different. I was surprised that everyone. I mean, I knew a lot of people that were entering every single one of them. I mean, there were people entering it. It didn't matter where it was, who's putting it on. They were they were trying to take a video in, in their backyard. It was it was pretty wild. Yeah, the way we looked at it, we'd all get too too frustrated trying to get the per- perfect angle and the, of, of the pig and having it looking the best we can because we know we've got do-overs. That's, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, you, Ed, my first thought was you're going to have somebody go out there and buy $5,000 worth of camera equipment for that's Yeah, money. that's another thing we had. <laughs> Yeah, try to get yeah. the best stuff. Shoot, shoot that stuff in 4K. You know. Yeah, get get a 4K camera and set up <laughs> nice lights. Exactly, exactly. That's the and only way to do it. Movie studio. No, that would be the only way to do it. No, so yeah, that that 2020 uh, OYE was was rough. But you know what I'm saying, right? Like these these shows and jackpots are getting so extreme, and they're getting really really fun, and they're creating engagement, of course. But it yeah. didn't used to be like that. No, no, I, I remember that very well. Yeah, I, I still enjoyed that time. Uh, I mean, we didn't know like the possibilities that we had. I mean, that was what we did, and that's that's just how it worked. It was just, I mean, every jackpot was just kind of kind of plain, just 
I mean, the grand drive was just like it was a class for everything else. There wasn't anything yeah, exactly. special. <laughs> I mean, it's all just the same. Yeah, exactly. Just different colored pigs out there. Mm-hmm. No, it, it is. It's crazy, and we were all happy with it. I mean, no one was really like bad an eye, and then a couple people were just like, "Hey, we can make this way more fun." Let's. Why don't we have music playing while kids are showing? Like that seems like such a simple idea, and no one had ever thought of it before. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, the first guy that I ever see saw do it was uh, it was a show in Kellyville here in Oklahoma. Uh, I think they called that. The, they still have it. The New Year's New Year's Bash, maybe. But they had this uh, this rodeo announcer that was announcing it, uh, Raptor C Productions. And now he does uh, a bunch, announces a bunch of these shows here in Oklahoma. And he takes his, I guess he's got his own uh, pyrotechnic or technic stuff that he travels with. And oh, that's, what, that's, that's the one that's doing it all here in Oklahoma. I don't know if you've seen those. I guess I have seen those. I just, I didn't know it was one guy that was monopolizing yeah, it's one the whole guy. deal. Yeah, it's one guy. He, uh, yeah, he did. They had a summer show series here in Oklahoma that uh, he announced all four shows and they did all that light stuff at. Uh, there's been these, they've had three jackpots in Altus, Oklahoma uh, that uh, that he's he's did all the announcing and did the, the pyrotechnic show and stuff for the Grand Drive. There's, uh, there's too many of them to list that he's did lately in the past three or four years. He should call himself the Stock Show DJ. Yeah. We that that should be that his mic. name. <laughs> that's a that's a free free piece of advice if he's listening to this episode with, with Mr. Carson Osborne. Um yeah. <laughs> that that's pretty cool though. I mean I, I really see the jackpots evolving and they're getting more engagement. Now I have a question for you that's because you're still showing. Um you know we t- you know what a Freddy is, right? We talk about Freddy yeah. sometimes. Yep. Do you, how important do you think the the new new families are to the industry from from a perspective of you still showing livestock, being competitive? How important do you see getting new families involved in the industry? Uh, I mean, I think it's uh, it's vital to it because I mean, if we don't have anybody new coming in, then there's no way it's going to keep on doing it. But. No. One of my favorite my favorite things to see is uh, you'll see a new family come in. We might like laugh and joke about them. I mean, not to their face or nothing, but you you don't even know their name at that point. But you just see them roll in, kind of making a mess, maybe in the wash rack or or their hogs running up and down the aisle there at the show, knocking over buckets and stuff. But then you can see it just slowly progress into them getting more and more competitive and figuring out what's going on. And then, I mean, I I, I like to look at the class list of who all's in my class. I kind of hate it when it just says that that class is, well, you know, 250 pounds to 260, and it doesn't have any Mm -hmm. names because it's kind of, you're going into the unknown. But I like to look at the list of the names. But now it seems like there's more and more new people that are super competitive. And so you look at that class list and you don't even know, you'll see some, maybe you don't know a name that's in the class, but then it turns out that there's three or four of them that, that have got better hugs than you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree with ones. you. 
I agree with you. Here. I uh, I kind of I kind of did that same trick too. I I like to look at the name, see if I knew anybody, and if I knew that they had some good ones to bring. Um, but you're right there there is starting to be some new families just and it seems like it's either a new family comes in and it takes them like th- three or four years to get into it or there's a new family that gets into it and within a year they've spent thirty thousand dollars on a new trailer they've spent twenty thousand dollars on a set of, on a string of pigs I mean it's either three or four years or we get into this and let's drop a whole bag on it yeah that's there there's it's more of uh the latter in Oklahoma, there's more people that are, you just, you see somebody pull up with a brand new trailer and then they get out and you've got no clue who the heck it is that's driving that thing. And then uh, there's just somebody that just started showing in the past year. I guess just kind of found a, a new hobby to do and they're right in the middle of it all. <laughs> oh gosh. So so yeah, I agree with you. It's very important to get new families involved. Now, from your perspective, I feel like we're uh, from my perspective, uh, sorry. I feel like we're some of these newer jackpot shows, the way that people can kind of jump in, spend a bunch of money and get competitive. I almost feel like that's pushing a lot of the a majority of the new families out. Like they'll come in for a year, they'll be like, "Oh, this is way too much for me. I didn't expect it. I thought it was just going to be a project for my kids to raise pigs, but I come to this county fair, these jackpot shows, and it's all cutthroat. Do you think that's a problem? Yeah, I, I do. Uh, yeah. Here, I mean, the jackpots are fun and stuff, but I remember uh, before we had all the light shows, and I don't think it's not the light shows and the cool grand drives that caused it. But I think it's just the way time has progressed and the way the industry has moved. Jackpots, they the, honestly, they're probably more fun five years ago. Uh, it seemed like everybody was more like welcoming, I guess. Uh, but it wasn't near as cutthroat. And I don't have a problem with competition. But, I mean, sometimes at those jackpots, I'm taking a, a green bean that somebody's going to find the good in him or somebody's going to you know, say that he's not fluffy enough today, which is fine. But, I mean, I'm trying to push him for the end and have him looking the best I can at OYE or Tulsa, whatever end show that they have. But it's gotten so much more cutthroat at these jackpots in the past couple of years, and it's pushed a lot of new people out, like you said. Yeah, and I, and I love competition. I love these new jackpot shows. And the only reason I'm asking you these questions is because I don't, I don't have a lot of these younger guys on the podcast. Um, yeah, especially guys like you that are still showing. So I like to see, I just want to know where your guys' mindset is. If you guys see what's happening around you. And then I want to know that you could take this into the future and, and if it needs to be corrected, then you could be a part of the correction. So that's why I'm asking you all these questions. I'm, you're not in an, any interrogation here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's a, I think it's a really important topic. I mean, like you said, it's vital. It, it is vital to this industry that we have new blood coming in new families that are wanting to participate new wanting to engage in new shows and if there's a way that we can make that better i think we need to find it quick (laughs) yeah but yeah i'm I'm not really sure what the way is i don't know either And, and pigs and pigs cattle sheep goats they're all bringing more money than ever before so 
I don't expect that to change either. I don't think any of these breeders are going to take a pay cut now. No. But, uh, I mean, they're, they're creating good livestock. They, the marketplace is creating their prices for them. So it's not their fault, of course, but, um, it's just very interesting. And I don't really know what the fix is. I don't expect you to have the fix either, but I'm glad that you're thinking about it. Yeah. I I see people on Facebook specifically. Uh, I don't know if you're in some of those show pig groups. I find a bunch. Yeah. I'm in a few of them. I find a bunch of this stuff on there. Hilarious. But I'll see people griping about what breeders have created on, I mean, kind of about like getting new kids into it, uh, about how like, you know, the average kid can't afford to go get a, a decently competitive show pig for just three dollars $500 anymore. But I don't, you can't blame the breeders for creating those prices. I mean, it's kind of just driven by the market. I mean, they, they didn't, I don't think there's one guy that just, randomly decided to price a boar at 250,000 or more than that. I mean, that all started in auctions. The just people yeah, bidding you, on those things. And then that's just inflated the price more and more. Cause there's, there's more demand for higher quality ones now. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're completely right. It is the marketplace. And I know it's, it's easy for those guys in the, in those Facebook groups and and you're right those are funny as hell to be honest with you i mean yeah <laughs> some of those some of those pictures and posts in there i mean i i i want to comment on them sma shake my head every every single one of them basically but there's good people in there and i don't want to oh, take yeah. anything away from them but you can't blame the breeders it, and it, and i know it's easy to look at the top guys and say well they're they're producing the most amount of money. They're, they're having the most sales, which takes a lot of customers their way, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of smaller guys that are making decent money in this deal still because the marketplace is there for them. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have 15 sows that are making a decent living because they raise, they have 15 sows, but they've got 15 good ones. Yeah. And and they don't need the whole operation to do it. They sell to their core set of customers and their customers are fine paying those prices that they set because the marketplace is there. Um, and I, I can go on a soapbox on this at all times. Because I think the prices need to go down. Like in all actuality, I, I really would like the prices to go down. Because I think it, it it's pushing a lot of those new families out. But to say that it's the breeder's fault, I think is completely unfair. I would love for the prices to go down. I mean, that could, it helped me out a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Do you, do you yeah. want to raise some in the future? I do. Uh, right now, I mean, I still raise some right now. Uh, okay. I've got uh, eight head of Berkshire sows, uh, just only Berks. Uh, that's the only sows I've ever had because my first show pig was a Berkshire when I was little. And I remember my parents got that one for me because uh, I didn't have to, they didn't have to worry about me asking when's it my turn to go out there. Uh, I mean, Berkshires are first, and so I just got to go out there. But then they, didn't, <laughs> they didn't they didn't realize the problem that would come for uh, if I had Champion or Reserve Berk, because then they'd have to sit there for the rest of the day. Oh, and wait that's... for the Grand Drive. Which, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've got eight head of, of Berkshire sows. Uh, try and try and do a good job with them, not spending a ton of money, but still trying to 
make some decent ones. That's all you got to do. Just yeah. try your hardest. Put the work in, right? Yep. But we've had we've had decent success with raising those. Uh, we've had some cell qualifiers at Houston before. Some have made the sale at OYE. I know one that one that I showed was uh, Reserve Grand at one of the Team Purebred shows, the Southwest deal for them back in a, a few good, years dude. ago. You, you like the Burks then? Yeah. You like the Burks. They're crazier than hell. Yeah. They can get dumb. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Carson, I'm glad I had you on. Um, you know, there's one thing that, and maybe the reason why I brought up like you growing up in this, in your generation is because you're one of the first kids that I saw that I was like, Oh my God, this kid could beat me. And the first time I saw you, you were maybe like nine or 10. Uh, it had to be like an expo probably when I was still showing. And I remember looking at you and being like, that kid could kick my ass in a show ring right now, and I'm 10 years older than him. And you're one of the first kids that I was like, oh, my God, these kids are getting really good. They're actually they're watching they're the older generations. They're paying attention to what they need to look like, how they need to look at the judge. I mean, you at nine years old, you were a killer, man. And I'm sure you still are. But you were a freaking killer in the ring. So I, I, And I don't want to, like, uh, brown nose or anything. Um, but you're a good showman, dude. And that's why you've stuck out to me, uh, this long. That's why I asked you on the podcast. Cause I know you've been in the industry for so long. You have some perspective. So I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And then, uh, if you ever want to come back again, you, you let me know, dude. All right. Um, yeah, we can, we can do that. let me ask you one more question. Let me ask you one more question. What do you, what are you excited about? for the industry it, it coming up. Do you have anything that you're excited about? Uh, I'm, I'm excited for uh, just, it seems like we've gotten hogs a whole lot better in the past five years, maybe, or maybe a little bit longer than that. Uh, I'd agree with that. I think, I mean, right now it seems like pigs are the best they've ever been, but I think, uh, I mean, people thought that, back in the nineties when they were like <laughs> hard bodied and stuff. Yeah. When they had the stre- when every single one of them had a stress gene, right? Yeah. You're right yeah. though. I mean, they, they're looking really good these days. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see how much better we can get them. And I'm not sure how much better we can, but I'm sure we, I, I know we can just don't know how we're going to do it. I think they're going to perfect the body shape. I think they've been, We've been working on structure for so dang long that there's some good structures ones out there. Now they're getting a little flatter sided, especially in the hogs. That's all. That's all I'm talking about, hogs. Yeah. Because um, everybody's trying to make them freaky looking. They can walk like a cat, long necked. So as soon and they're coming out a little flatter. So as soon as uh, somebody figures out how to do that body shape, get a good body shape with a freaky neck, sound, that's going to be the good one. And there's there's been there's been plenty like that already. But once the majority looks like that, that's I think that's the that's the peak. Yeah, I think yeah, when we can get the the body shape mastered, and it seems like everybody's trying to trying to make them bigger legged right now. 
especially down here. Yeah, true. I don't, I don't really have a problem with. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to get us on a soapbox myself, but I think you can't really have frail ones. But we've gotten to a point in Oklahoma to where it seems like we've taken bone too far. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're trying getting, to make trunks. Yeah, they're getting coarse jointed. And I mean, from a market perspective, even though I've never been involved in the commercial industry, but when we're talking true market hogs, all a bigger foot is going to do is just weigh down the carcass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's just more weight. That's, that's not going to be meat. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just waste. And it does hurt those, those hurt, hurt those joints real bad. Uh, yes, when, it does. When you're just, when you're trying to pack that bone on them, those joints need to be able to move fluid. They need to be able to kind of have some give to them. When those bones are, when you try to just breathe those bones into them, they, they get thick, they get compressed. Um, they can't move as free. So yeah, that's, that's one thing that I haven't really paid attention on. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one thing that I haven't really paid attention to, but you're 100% right. People love those big boned animals. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's going to change and it, I mean, it hasn't got to like a point to where it's a giant problem, but it, I'm we're starting to see that more and more. Coarser joint yeah, ones, for sure. Just taking it too far, for sure. Okay, one more question, then I'll let you go. Okay, where do you, where do you want to go to JUCO? Let's figure it out right here. Who, what oh. coach do we need to talk to? I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've thought about it. I've got some schools that I'd like to go to. Just call your shot right here. (laughs) I don't. I'm messing with you, dude. I'm messing with you. I know. I don't. I don't want to put one school on there because a lot of a lot of stuff can change. No, who do you? But who do you have in mind? Will you give me like a top three? Uh. Yeah, I mean, I really like. uh, I really like uh, Taylor Frank. They're at Butler. Mm Hmm. Uh, in which I've gotten to know him over the past three or four years. I really like him, and I like his program he's got. Uh, I like Blackhawk a bunch. Uh, just, I mean, I've known Bloomberg for forever since he's, you know, coached at OSU for so long. Of course. Yeah, Hog Kid going to Blackhawk, that wouldn't be something crazy. No. That's what – and – uh I'm a big fan of what they've got going on down at uh, Eastern Oklahoma State, which I don't. I mean, I don't know if there's a bunch of people looking at that one, but uh, I'm good friends with with their coach, uh, Chris Hall. He used to be an ag teacher here in Oklahoma, and now he's he's head coach there. And they've got a uh, they got an assistant over the summer, uh, Cheyenne McGuirter, that uh, I grew, I've grown up showing with her. I definitely uh, know that at, name. She judged at Connors and Oklahoma State. Uh, she would have been on a really good team with uh, Derek Connors with – trying to think who all was on that. Will Shelby, uh, Tierney Johnson, Brayton Kimball, I believe, was on that team. And she showed hogs, right? That. Yep. Yeah, I, I definitely know the name. I, I, if, if you gave me a face, I could put a face with the name for sure. Yeah, um, she won Tulsa in – 2016. Okay. I think. I think that was the year. But Okay. Yeah, those are those are those are some of the ones I've been looking at. But my dad also went to Eastern uh back in his day. 
He went there and judged meats for a year. Oh, okay. Didn't actually judge livestock. Judging meats is cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Check a little marbling. Yeah. I've never gotten into it. He's kind of explained a little bit of it to me. I did a little bit of it. I didn't do too much because livestock was the same same time, but I did a little bit of yeah. it. Well, well, good, dude. Um, those are all good schools. Yeah, you, and, you've I, got, and, and you've got plenty of options open. Too. I mean, JUCOs are just looking for kids that, that want to learn, want to be coachable, and, and want to have a good time, want a good experience. So, I'm sure yeah, you'll have no trouble finding a spot to spend two years. Yeah, it's just get to get to make that decision. I guess here in about a year. I'm excited for you, man. That's that's the best two years of your life, and I know any JUCO list, kid that's listening will agree with me that that two years of JUCO are it's wild, man. <laughs> in a, in, yeah. a, in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, I've I've grown up close to one because uh, I I live just about 20 minutes from Connor State College. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I actually I actually take classes there. Well, that's why I was wondering right why you didn't say Connors because you're 20 miles down the road, 10 minutes down the yeah, road. Yeah, it's yeah, it's that's it's a little too close for me. <laughs> to be honest, that's fair. You live in Muskogee or what? Uh, I live in Fort Gibson, which mm. is just right beside Muskogee. Okay, but I actually I actually take classes there at Connors right now. Have been this year. Oh, nice. Getting those college credits. Yep. There you go. Starting early. <laughs> All right, Carson. Well, thanks again, man. Uh, we'll have you on again here in the future. Time's limited, so you must listen carefully. Carson is a national treasure, and I wish him luck in his last year of showing livestock. It's very bittersweet, uh, but it's going to give him some time to focus on maybe collegiate livestock judging, college. Uh, it's going to give him some time to find his passions besides showing hogs and, and showing the occasional uh, goat or two. I'm excited for him. I'm, I'm excited for uh, his journey. And I, I would, I think I can have him on all throughout Juco. Maybe. I mean, if he goes to junior college, I'll have him on his freshman year, sophomore year. We'll, we'll just have a series. We're going to figure out, he's going to be like our Truman show. We're getting him as a junior. I might, I'll get him next year as a senior. We're just going to follow Carson for the next five to six years and just see how he ends up. This is going to be fun. This is, this is a great experiment. And, and Carson, if you're listening, you're on board, you signed a contract. It was a verbal contract. Don't ask questions. Okay. So come back next week. I'll have an episode for you. Thanks for coming back and see you later. Love you. Bye.